Hello, Rick Comeric, Certified Financial Planner, bringing you an article that I loaded to my blog today, April the 15th, titled, Looking Beyond the Abyss. Most of us remember the financial crisis of 2008. The economy was quickly contracting. Several financial institutions received bailouts or you know, went bankrupt. Layoffs increased and the stock market plunged. But we weren't grappling with fear tied to a health crisis back then. We could go to the movies, eat at a restaurant, travel, enjoy live sports events. Uh, however, the roots of today's crisis are different and we're in the midst of an economic and health crisis. Activities outside the home have been greatly reduced. It's unsettling for everyone. As we are all aware, the speed of the decline in stocks has been swift. Since February 19th peak, the S&P 500 index shed 34%, plummeting to its most recent low on March the 23rd. The pace of sell-off can be traced to the enormous amount of uncertainty tied to shutting down major portions of the economy. What will its ultimate impact be? The brightest minds continue to debate this. I routinely counsel against trying to time the market. Many analysts are experts at their craft, but they don't have a crystal ball into the future either. Your own individually crafted financial plan remains the guide, as the plan is rooted in the precept that the U.S. and global economy expands over time, and with it, also equities. We don't know what might happen next year, but the long-term historical trend has been favorable. Let's continue to keep our long-term financial goals in mind, even during these trying times. A bounce off the bottom. Since last month's low, the S&P 500 index rallied 25% through April 9th. Technically, a 20% rally from the market's bottom constitutes a new bull market, technically. As of April 9th, the S&P 500 index was a modest 16% below its February 19th peak. The recovery has been cautiously encouraging, and I believe there are three variables that can be uh, cited pertaining to this. First, the federal government passed the CARES Act. The bill includes over $2 trillion in spending, generous jobless benefits, loans and grants to businesses, stimulus checks, and more. It offers a much more aggressive response uh, than was seen in 2008. Second, the Federal Reserve has aggressively responded. Pre-crisis, there were questions whether the Fed had the necessarily necessary tools in its toolkit, uh, given that interest rates were already so low. Well, apparently they do. With much greater speed than in 08, the Fed has launched numerous programs aid at propping up the economy from big business all the way through Main Street. The two-pronged attack has not been executed flawlessly, but it has cautiously encouraged investors to dip their toes back into stocks. While the economic outlook remains fluid, investors are trying to discern some form of economic recovery in the second half of the year. Third, there are signs the virus may be peaking. An April 12th headline in Bloomberg News offered a cautiously upbeat headline. CDC says U.S. near peak, 70 vaccines in pipeline. With signs that new cases may be peaking, talk is surfacing on how to best reopen shuttered industries. Q2 will be ugly. The St. Louis Federal Reserve estimates that GDP, the largest major of economic activity, could contract at an annualized pace of 50% in Q2. That's unprecedented. Yet forecast very widely, in reality, we don't know how steep the downturn may be during the April through June period. In just a three-week period, the number of first-time claims for jobless benefits totaled an astounding 17 million. For perspective, during the 18-month period long 07 to 09 recession, first-time claims totaled 9.6 million during that time. A sharp contraction in the economy in Q2 is expected, and layoffs are the first bitter fruits of that contraction. However, and I believe this is important, 
Uh, the discouraging number of layoffs was brushed aside by investors. The familiar Dow Jones average added 2,107 points over three days when the massive number of new claims was released. That's not bad news. It's not that bad news for Main Street is a reason for Wall Street to celebrate far from it. We are just in uncharted economic territory and the future is quite opaque. But the rally in stocks is an attempt by investors to sniff out an economic bottom and an eventual economic recovery. Remember, no one rings a bell that sounds the all clear signal. Collectively, the markets attempt to price in future events. I would expect large daily swings both to the upside and to the downside to continue amid the uncertainty. We don't know if we'll see an uptick in new cases this summer when the economy reopens. We don't know if an effective treatment will be developed or how quickly a vaccine might come online. And for that matter, we don't know how quickly most folks will venture back into restaurants, airplanes, or the public square. Final thoughts and hope. I don't want to downplay the havoc caused by COVID-19. We are living in a world that nobody could possibly have envisioned a few months ago, or even a few weeks ago for that matter. The impact caused by the virus has disrupted life around the globe. You may have friends or loved ones who are dealing with this disease, it's challenging. Yet unexpected blessings have surfaced. People are reaching out to family and friends via texting, emails, and videos like this one. Some are even connecting the old fashioned way by dialing up on the phone. Families are closer than ever. Activities and jobs around the country have been suspended but not ended, and I'm confident we will see an economic recovery take root and the pandemic will subside. We are resilient people. Together, we'll get through this tough time and we'll be stronger for it. If you have any questions about your investments, retirement, or financial plans, feel free to reach out to me anytime.